Hello everyone, and welcome to Fool's Guide to the Occult. I'm Hector. I recently had the great honor and pleasure of interviewing Otho and Jenny, the High Priest and High Priestess of Satan House, which is a traditional satanic witch cult in the Detroit area. But before we get on with the interview, I'd like to personally thank each and every one of the Patreon subscribers. Your contributions have been going to get some great new resources, which I really think are going to make for some fun, interesting, and different episodes uh, coming up here real soon. And as a special thanks to you, I've released version 0.25 of my digital grimoire, which is available now on Patreon. But enough about that. On with the show. So, just to start things out, um, what name would you all like to go by? Uh, you can use a pseudonym. If- well, my nom de Satan is Otho Thorn, uh, but you can call me Tom. All right. I just go by Jenny. Okay. Tom and Jenny. Perfect. Uh, is there anything you would like our listeners to know about you off the bat before we dig into some more of the uh, occult stuff and talk about Satanism? Well, I have a deep passion of giving back to the community. I like to brag about my time with AmeriCorps and stuff like that. Outstanding. Uh, Tom, what about you? I, uh, I've done some volunteering as well, but uh, I don't know. Uh, what, I have three, three-ish degrees in philosophy. I've studied mm. philosophy for the last 20 years or something like that. Right on. Who's your favorite philosopher? Who do you like to read? Um, I'm sort of a half-assed expert in German philosophy uh, for the last 500 years or so, uh, but uh, particularly Martin Heidegger is the philosopher. Okay. Being in time and stuff like that. Wow, you've heard of it. Yeah, probably the most profound book of uh, bourgeois philosophy from the first half of the 20th century. Yeah, that book is a hard one to get through. <laughs> Well, it's a little like Shakespeare, you know, once you've cracked the code and how he talks, it actually is pretty clear. Although he, uh, you know, he's known to be an obscure philosopher. It's not easy stuff for sure. Yeah, for sure. Right on. Do you all have any little familiars running around the house? Pets or kids or anything fun? No kids. Uh, but we do have our familiars. Tom has Lucy, Lucifer. Yeah, I've uh, beautiful, uh, grumpy, calico, uh, Lucifer, which we call Lucy. And I've got Beelzebub. That's Bubba. He's a pit bull. He's white. I found him outside of a school in Detroit. Oh. Truly the Lord of Flies. He is a smelly dog. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sounds cute, though. He's adorable. Yes. He's nice. very much become a, my care dog and like lays up on my lap when I'm stressed out or working on spells and stuff. Oh. So sweet. All right. Before we get into a little more of the specifics about your group, uh, could you tell me a little bit how you all got started on your individual occult journeys? Uh, Well, um, I don't know. As a 16-ish year old, I encountered a book in uh, Spencer's Gifts uh, by Bob Larson, Satanism, the Seduction of America's Youth. And it describes um, Bob, uh, this evangelist, going on tour with Slayer and all the classic sort of satanic panic tropes. And uh, if I was to pinpoint a time that began my journey into Satanism, um, it was probably then. Um, I was actually born and raised by the Middle Baptist, and uh, it didn't do me well. And when I got out of the church, uh, I was given a pack of tarot cards and a spell book, and I was told that I would need them someday. I was about 12, and uh, they were right. That's a that's an interesting way to, to start your journey. Yeah, um, it was my best friend's uh, 
mother who gave it to me and uh she was she seemed catholic uh but she wasn't catholic and she very much saw in me a lot of the misanthropy i felt for the church okay and uh, must have seen some of your abilities because uh the high priest is an excellent tarot reader yes i've been reading for 18 years now oh outstanding yes i'm uh mostly self-taught i uh I read through books and stuff at the beginning, but eventually I got to the point where the books weren't deep enough. So I went online and I researched the cards and I put myself together a little book uh, so that I could have my own meanings and uh, how I interpreted the cards uh, based on multiple decks. So that's kind of how I learned and got real deep into it. Awesome. Do you have a, a favorite deck of cards you like to read with? Yes, right now we've actually got uh, the Occult Tarot. Uh, it's a Goetic Tarot. It, uh, it's about invoking demons and asking essentially for help uh, with, with what, whatever. And it uses demons and uh, talk to kind of um, walk you through, because it's also got it, its typical card meaning, not only the demon, so it's got the full, the full 72, and it's, it's pretty cool. We've gotten pretty uh, demonology with it. Cool. I'll have to check those out. Just one more tarot question, though, before we dive in. Like, we've talked about tarot a few times on the show, and I'm just always curious to ask people who've been doing it for a long time, for people just starting out, uh, what recommendations would you have as, like, a starting point? Well, I feel like we uh, get a lot out of performing an entire ritual around the tarot. And so it's not just like a, we don't approach it like cards in that sense. Um, and so the ritual is really meaningful. It uh, gets you into it. And uh, we seem to have much better readings when we do that. Okay. Could you talk a little bit about what that ritual looks like? Sure. Uh, well, we start with actually processing it. Uh, with everything already set up, and then we uh, do an invocation, and then we do the lesser uh, banishment ritual of the pentagram, uh, and uh, something that we call the Baphomet's cross um, to ground us, and we open a circle, uh, usually to four demons uh, or four deities that uh, are based in fortune telling, so like uh, Odin, for example, because obviously he's the hanging man. Right. Um, so we kind of go into that, and then we, we pay a lot of respect and homage to the cards. And uh, our readings usually go for at least an hour. Oh, well. That is also every time we sit down and do this for ourselves. We're sitting down with the books. We're referencing multiple books. We're, we're going through, and we're really diving in as deep as we can with the cards. I wouldn't say that necessarily that part of it would be for beginners. Uh, that's a little bit deeper in. I would say uh, beginning on find one book that you're really comfortable with and really, really memorize that book. And then when you get comfortable enough with that book, throw it away. Okay. Never look at it again. And then trust your instincts. I think that's always good advice. <laughs> so um, both textual, but def definitely, especially the way the high priestess reads stuff, um, is very uh, intuitionistic. 
and uh, the meanings correspond in incredible ways. Um, We've had multiple people cry during our readings. <laughs> wow. Had a friend recently say that they, you know, spent the last two years or whatever paying hundreds and thousands of dollars to therapists to hear basically the same message from us doing tarot. Wow. We've had onlookers cry as well. <laughs> wow, that's that's impressive. Powerful. Yeah. yeah. Tarot's deep. It's definitely it is. a deep passion of mine. Good. That's great. All right. Um, let's just dive right into the Satanism. First of all, what what does Satanism mean to you and um, then how is it defined like by your group specifically? Well, um, Satanism, of course, is many things. It's an entire milieu of beliefs. Um, probably the most popular is the sort of either uh, ethical activist atheists or the hedonist edgelord atheists. Um, and uh, we're really neither. Um, we uh, follow along um, more, yeah, we call it esoteric or traditional Satanism, um, which for us, uh, in distinction to the main atheist currents, uh, you know, is, for lack of a better term, theistic. We uh, venerate the gods. Um, we, you know, do like in a Hindu temple, idol service where, you know, we light incense to them and decorate them. Uh, big Baphomet statue in our temple of Satan. Um, it's certainly a black magical society um, as opposed to the sort of loose affiliation of uh, the Church of Satan or the temp uh, uh, Satanic temple. Uh, where you sort of, you know, pay your entrance fee and you never hear from anybody again unless you really seek them out online primarily. Um, we're fashioned more after traditional witch cults, uh, which, okay. end at, which end at 13 members. Um, and uh, it's invite-only, initiatory order, uh, structured more after, like, the Golden Dawn or the OTO or Thelemite style groups um and uh, we're all definitely about cultivating a familial organization uh, in service to lord satan personally for me it's a sense of freedom a chance to get away from uh traditional moral values that can be stifling i find a lot of uh, peace within uh, actually venerating the gods. Uh, we talk about venerating the gods as opposed to just Satan in this, because really there is an aspect of Satan in so many, so many gods, especially when we take into consideration that Lucifer is a sun god and stuff like that. Um, there's actually a pretty rich history of Lucifer being created from the goddess Diana. Um, so there's some aspect of uh, worshiping other gods and goddesses that are closely tied. So we kind of take this polytheistic approach to building what our Satanism is. It's, it's very dark pagan. Um, 
so we often celebrate the, the the pagan holidays and kind of approach it like that. We we spend a lot of time learning about all of the different gods and goddesses and many uh, pantheons to kind of educate ourselves on how we're going about this, especially when it comes to the witchcraft, especially when it comes to ceremony, especially when it comes to ritualism, because there really isn't a blueprint for what we do. Yeah, there's not there's not really a book uh, that you could approach um, that would cash out um, what we're up to. Um, I think it's fair to say we're sort of obsessed with religion in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and it certainly is a, a major aspect of our lives, both the high priestess and I, and our uh, coven, you know, we sort of live to do this stuff. And uh, Satanism for us is, yeah, this interaction between us and the dark gods that we serve. Um, And um, it it is, uh, in that sense, traditionally theistic. Uh, But we're also, yeah, sort of monotheistic Satanists in that sense. Um, I'm not sure anybody believes in uh, God or Jesus or um, something like that. Um, it's pretty much just who we like. Right? Yeah. Uh, our Satanism doesn't derive from Christianity. It derives from the alternate roots that give us um, the concept of Satan. So the god Pan, uh, Set. Set, Malak, uh all of these uh, different gods and goddesses that create this entity. We also do a lot of worship of uh, Lilith and uh, Hecate and stuff like that, uh, that have like darker roots, uh, very tied into the birth of witchcraft. Sure. I was going to ask you what other deities uh, you incorporated, but you just uh, told me. But could you talk a little bit about like what that veneration typically looks like? Well... It can take any number of forms. Uh, it can be personal worship. Uh, some of us do this at home uh, on our own one-on-one and have like a very one-on-one relationship with our deity. It can be through, like like we said, we did the we do the demonology, the, the tarot with demonology, and uh, that can help uh, venerate in a lot of ways because there's an offering aspect. Uh, we do a lot of offerings. Um, a common offering is an offering of pain. Um, a lot of burning of things, uh, offering of blasphemy, uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, Blood as well. I mean, both, yes. both human and bovine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also craft entire rituals. So uh, starting off with invocations, uh, do, we do spell work uh, that one uh, word completing spells we're opening our circle to our gods and goddesses and uh to lord satan and all of our rituals start with an invocation to satan and then we have an invocation to uh another deity generally uh that we're also inviting into the space we we drink the wine we drink the 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 drink we eat the food so 
for example, my birthday, uh, my 30th birthday, I decided to call down the moon. So I mentioned Diana. So we did a little Diana worship and we actually made uh, Diana cakes because in uh, the the book of Aradia, the Gospel of Witches, they actually talk about uh, how the supper for Diana is supposed to be and how Diana worship is supposed to go. So we... Diana being the sister wife of Lucifer. Yes. Mm. Um, which is actually a really interesting and beautiful story. And it's got this, this great line in there. Uh, Diana was the wheel and Lucifer turns it. My romantic heart just... Oof. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so it, it can take a lot of things. Um, I personally spent a lot of time with spellcraft. I, I definitely try to like think about like what herbs and whatnot uh correspond with gods and goddesses so it, it's really in all elements excellent and just uh, sort of piggybacking on that um the craft element to what we do is really central and generation comes from yeah in a lot of cases we're making things as well you know besoms uh wands um we're making a series of uh, hex and protection candles shaped like skulls. Um, uh, one of my favorites of those actually uh, comes from a pain ritual that we did, and uh, I dried the carnations that were the offering, and I've been using them in candles so that we uh, are honoring Cain when we burn them. Very nice. Yeah, Cain, the first murderer um, from the Bible, surely, but uh, there's a whole Cain uh, and I satanic underground sect we study as well and so we incorporate some of uh cane worship into our general thing the grim reaper um, gotcha. yeah. i don't actually know anything about uh that that sect could you talk about that a little bit um well um from what i understand most of the people who are involved in it are dead uh famously the lead singer of the band dissection john uh something um as an offering to Lord Cain, killed himself. Um, it's, uh, oh, the Temple of the Black Light. That's what they're called. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, they produced uh, three in just incredible texts that were super inspiring to me over the last couple of years. Um, Cain spelled with a Q, so Q-A-Y-I-N. Uh, the Liber Falsifer series. Hmm. Uh, Falsifer for uh, Latin for Scythebringer. And uh, the Libra Falsifer 1 through 3, super sought after, really hard to find. The first two are on PDF for free. And I had to actually get, um, which is the only one I've been able to get, the third volume. Yeah, it sort of started as uh, Santa Muerte. And uh, the Temple of Black Light got a hold of the Santa Muerte tradition. And really, you know, uh, uh, Satan did up, I guess. I mean, associated the characters of the Grim Reaper, Santa Muerte, uh, Satan, and Cain, the biblical character. Um, a very rich uh, ritual and metaphysical system. Um, beautiful, really. Some of the, maybe amongst the darkest of the underground Satanism that I'm clued in on, um, that you can actually do, you know. Doesn't require you know human sacrifice that sort of thing, right? Right. Which uh, many of the books that we read uh, do. <laughs> yeah, you know, you'd be surprised uh, with all the sort of defense of Satanism by TST and that sort of thing about their you know we don't 
kill the uh, you know humans and whatever. Um, there's many texts that actually recommend that, <laughs> um, which is very I'm surprised to find. Um, uh, but you know that sort of uh, you're in no way promoting. Yeah, I wouldn't tell anybody to go out and commit any crimes or anything. But, Certainly uh, not. No. <laughs> no. No. Never. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, we don't uh, uh, we don't uh, call human beings. Um, it's uh, we usually substitute uh, blood magic for that moment. So we do a sacrifice of pain or a sacrifice of blood in uh, lieu of you know actual murder, <laughs> uh, which is deeply against my personal moral values. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, you know even if I killed someone accidentally, it would literally haunt me the rest of my life. So. I think, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's safe. It's okay, you know, but uh, dark, uh, you know, it's uh, very sinister. Right on. Could you all talk about, uh, like, your individual practice versus group practice? I mean, do you do stuff, like, solitary, or is all your work um, sort of in the coven? The majority of our work is in the coven. Uh, we, we gather together quite a bit, quite honestly, and a lot of the work that we do is for the coven. So uh, I, I started off as a solitary practitioner. So um, my, my worship has changed a lot. I used to do a lot of uh, solitary candle magic, which is kind of why I got into candle making, um, a lot of fire magic. Um, I would write rituals for one or two people and kind of like turn my living room into a, a temple for a night. Uh, Got a lot of uh, skulls and stuff at my house, so pretty altar, you know, pretty creepy. Uh, <laughs> get myself my my cowl and cowl up, and then cowl down when the ritual started, and light my candles in a circle, and kind of do what is honestly what sounds very stereotypical, like when you think of left hand practice, uh, witchcraft dark room in a circle, red wine, I mean, lots the, of candles in a circle. The traditional pentagram. thing. Yeah. Truly traditional. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, Tom found me and dragged me into the <laughs> oven. Uh, I mean, that's a little simple, but uh, um, I think, uh, um, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I uh, was only ever uh, sort of, you know, stemming from when I was a kid sort of was attitudinally a Satanist, probably always. Um, and, but, uh, you know, uh, studying academic philosophy and that sort of stuff, um, I was uh, certainly an atheist when I joined the early iteration of the Detroit Satanic Temple. Um, and I was, uh, you know, not an original member, but as close to original um, of the sort of second group that joined. Um, and uh, so, of course, those rituals were very uh, performance-based, and they would be held in clubs, and the sort of personal religious satanic practice, while not uh, shunned or eschewed, um, and there's the satanic temple is sort of making strides in creating new rituals, like uh, Shiva Honey's book or Harry Hoopkloppen, he, uh, you know, they, they're crafting rituals for the TST crowd. Um, but that didn't, certainly didn't exist when I started. And so Jex Blackmore, she sort of did the rituals in public and we participated. Um, and then when the 
Detroit Satanic Temple fell apart after Jex was fired. Um, that was when um, myself, um, a, f- a friend of mine who was a, a former member of the Temple of Set, uh, Misha Tuesday, and uh, my girlfriend at the time, um, uh, Evan H. And they're both, uh, both of them are no longer with the coven. Um, Evan, because of some personal problems, and Misha, because he had to retire um, uh, because his daughter um, had cancer. And so he really didn't have time to be in a thriving satanic cult in Wyoming. But uh, yeah, over the last, I don't know, four-ish years, uh, the coven has really grown. And so, yeah, my uh, practice uh, personally is, yeah, the sort of creation of these ceremonial black magic rituals to Lord Satan. Um, and I'm a hardcore meditator. What form of meditation do you prefer? I am definitely a chanter. Um, after the, I'm, I guess I, you know, without, uh, it's not a total stretch. I'm a, I go to a Hindu temple as well. I've been involved in Hinduism for a long time. Um, I, with in the traditional chanting meditation way with, um, either 108 beads or the half mala and I chant the holy names um, over and over and over again. I, I don't really do the um, like silent or breathing meditation. Um, I pretty much chant. Okay. Tom's personal uh, solitary practice is pretty much limited to that, I would say. That and study. Yes. <sighs> yeah. uh, whereas I... I've been the cliche. <laughs> and then we uh, do the rituals. Uh, and that's what we focus on. Satan House definitely is a ritual-oriented group. And that's really what we put most of our energy into, is celebrating the equinoxes and solstices, the traditional pagan holidays, and crafting one-on or one-off satanic rituals, uh, black masses. Um, and as uh, the high priestess said, um, you know, rituals to particular other gods uh, as well. One of our more popular ones is uh, our unbaptism, which uh, we give people the ability to essentially uh, unshackle themselves from uh, traditional Christian values. Oh, yeah? Uh, would you talk a little bit about how that goes? Well, uh I actually recently was unbaptized because I had never done it. And having uh, grown up in a fundamental uh, community, I had been baptized. And it it was something that was really meaningful for me. We start off uh, blindfolded and uh, the the participant is blindfolded and is led into the room by a chain uh, to, like, signify the weight and the tethering to these... um, uh, traditional values and uh, faith that was often just kind of shoved down your throat when you're young, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it is there. There's the um, on uh, blindfolding yourself and allowing yourself to see. There is um, dropping the chains. There's dropping the chains uh, and uh, taking uh, blood and the ashes of a Bible and smearing them across your forehead. Uh, While staring into a mirror. While staring into a mirror uh, so that you can really uh, see yourself take what was and 
wipe it away, essentially um, muddy the waters, if you will. Uh, it, it, it can be very cathartic to take that kind of um, autonomy. autonomy and be able to, to choose for yourself in that moment in a way that you don't necessarily get to choose in the Christian faith because like, it's kind of just expected of you. Yeah, absolutely. What has been maybe the most useful or beneficial thing that you all have learned along your journey so far? What's been really meaningful to you? Well, uh, you've heard of the God spot, right? The, the tingle that you get when like um, something uh, really like touches you spiritually. Yeah, sure. Uh, I had searched for that my entire life. I always wanted Jesus to take a walk with me and like that kind of stuff and like wanted that connection with something deeper and more meaningful. And I didn't actually ever get that until I was being initiated into the coven. And like, I finally got that tingle and I finally have a connection to like my spirituality. And I finally have a connection to, to feeling like I I belong with and to and just among the higher power, you know? Yeah. Awesome. And that, that to me, I, I think a lot of people crave, which is why people join organized religions, you know? Yeah, definitely. The most meaningful thing, I mean, just doing this, you know, being the uh, high priest and hierophant of a traditional Satanist witch called, um, is in its own way, its own reward. Um, you know, um, I have created a family of my choice and the gods uh, have allowed me to meet the love of my life. And it uh, brings me great joy to be involved in this way with uh, my coven members who, you know, Jenny and I, they call us mom and dad. Um, also do a lot of mentoring overall with them yeah they come to us with uh, both their spiritual and uh you know personal issues and you know we do what we can we offer guidance and our insight help them where we can um you know very involved in the lives of the coven and uh, for them you know many of our coven members are transgender, um, homosexuals, um, uh, people from troubled pasts. <clears throat> a lot of, a lot of um, trauma in our coven. And we spend a lot of time trying to heal that. So um, I'm actually working on CBT and DBT, um, cognitive behavioral, behavioral therapy and dialectical behavioral therapy with one of uh, my members because those are therapies that I go through and we're kind of like walking through it together. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, like a sort of non-toxic, um, I don't know, maternal and paternal relationship with these people um, that, yeah, I mean, they're absolutely our brothers and sisters in this life. And into the outer dark. I mean, we gave uh, blood oaths in sacred and secret initiation rites to each other, to the coven and to Lord Satan. You know, that's a bond that um, is truly profound. Um, 
you know, because we are beyond the fact or the potential fact or the fact that we regard these gods as real. Um, at the same time, we are playing with, um, very seriously, obviously, some of the most potent unconscious symbols that exist. Um, and uh, through these experiences together and the continuous contact we're all in together, um, you know, it's really bad. Um, the whole experience is meaningful. Meaningful, yeah. Personally, there is a little bit that I've learned. Uh, I actually went through uh, an experience uh, in my life and I ended up with brain damage. And I couldn't really sit down and read a book until I was getting back into to faith and really actually sitting down and learning the, the fundamentals of Satanism. Yeah, uh, the high priestess read, uh, I don't know, what, 10 books a month for a couple months, something like that, uh, just eager to absorb as much underground traditional Satanism as possible. Whereas I couldn't sit down to read five minutes before that. So I, I, I relearned to read. <laughs> um given that you just said you read about 10 books a month uh would you have any recommendations maybe beyond the you know anton levey books uh as far as uh books on satanism that are are really impactful my god there's so many uh the one that i always suggest especially for beginners is the devil's quran um yeah there's a satanic sufism and uh there's a few books uh um, the Devil's Quran and the Black Path is another one. Um, uh, there's a press I want to recommend first off is Martinet Press. Uh, Martinet like the whip. Okay. And uh, uh, they publish a wide variety of mm -hmm. fascinating and, um, you know, excellent and unusual uh, underground Satanism and <clears throat> various other uh, sort of evil versions of uh, religions you've probably heard of, you know, uh, like Krishna worship. There's some evil Krishna books. Um, there's uh, an evil Vishnu book, these evil Sufism books. Um, the, um, the poetry book that you recently got. Oh, yeah, Igor by uh, Valentin Skaver. Um, there's a Russian traditional Satanist uh, organization who I'm pretty enamored with. Um, uh, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it's like Res Inferne, but the main guy is Valentin Scaver, and okay. um, he uh, he produced an oracle deck meant to open the gates of hell, uh, which we procured. And uh, his recent book, which is on Martinet Press, um, which you probably should uh, you know pick up as soon as you can if you can. Because his stuff, as soon as those books go out of print, skyrocket. Um, wow. But yeah, Egregor, beautiful, um, uh, all prose style uh, text about the sort of, you know, infernal war against heaven and uh, destroying the earth uh, for Satan and uh, plunging all of uh, being back into the absolute void, um, uh, sort of anti-cosmic. Satanism, but yeah, all in this prose style. You find a lot of the traditional or underground Satanism books are um, usually a mix of metaphysics uh, and theory and then rituals. Um, and uh, yeah, Valentin Scaver, he's great. Those Liber Falsifer books. Um, 
Oh yeah, uh, the uh, big uh, Luciferian author, um, Michael W. Ford, his texts. I would suggest anything by him for that. Pretty much anything, uh, Luciferian witchcraft, um, or uh, Ekhen Carr, his book on uh, Typhonian uh, vampire magic is great. <laughs> uh, um, uh, this is a topic that Tom could go on forever. Yeah, yeah, I, I really do have, you know, and uh, I I used to work at a huge, you know, probably the biggest bookstore in North America, and I've been obsessed with text my whole entire adult life, and so I have a pretty... This size, house is a library. My house is basically, a, you know, a occult church, uh, <laughs> a sort of quirky museum, and a massive library, and so yeah. uh, I've amassed just about all the most important, as far as I can find, contemporary underground Satanism books. I would also suggest the Book of Lilith. Yeah, Book of Lilith, is, that's the one that's like a compilation of uh, all her references. Yes. Yeah. And it's just straight up called the Book of Lilith, right? Yes. Yeah. Great. Um, and then, of course, you have to read the classics. Sure. I mean, Magic in Three and Practice, Crowley. Um, uh, really like um, anything basically by Michael Aquino, who was a member of the... Set, right? Correct. He was... a uh, member of the priesthood of Mendes in the early Church of Satan up until 1975, and then formed the Temple of Set. Basically, all of his books, both either on Satanism um, or on Setianism, are fascinating. Outstanding. All right. Thank you very much. Um, all right. Based on your experiences up until this point, is there anything you would caution maybe the neophyte uh, getting into Satanism about? I would say that they should absolutely study and know what they're doing before they start trying the darker magic yeah people could die people could be hurt terribly go insane or go insane yeah that is uh i i think the the more uh, pressing risk because you can get really like deep into it and you can kind of mess yourself up um i would i would suggest study and meditation yeah yeah definitely get get in deep with yourself um Definitely start with the beginner material. If you're starting out, yeah, by all means, start with LeVay. Uh, start with Crowley. Yeah, so um, don't just, like, dive into doing the dark stuff. Uh, don't just dive straight into blood magic. Don't just dive straight into... Cain worship. Cain yeah. worship. Don't... Oh, and this one. Uh, be careful with voodoo. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, like, but... everyone thinks that voodoo is this, like, cute polka doll thing, and it's it can get really dark. Sympathetic magic, yes. Uh, you really have to know what you're doing. I guess another thing we had discussed is that, yeah, if you join a, a traditional satanic witch cult, um, don't use it as a potential dating pool. Yes. Yeah. Coven cest. That's a big one. Yeah, coven cest. Usually not a good idea. Um, we actually have an informal uh, ban on people, uh, you know, like trolling, joining the coven and then trolling for sex. Um, like, by all means, if you fall in love with another coven member, who would I to stand between that? Or who am I to that stand between? That would make us pretty much fucking Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not a hookup like environment. Yeah, don't don't go looking for hookup in the satanic cult. Uh, because you all signed a blood oath to Lord Satan and the coven. And if it, if it goes sideways, you still have a blood oath to Satan. So it's like... Yeah, uh, we had a uh, unfortunate incident uh, where we actually had to um, 
excommunicate someone uh, based on a relationship gone really, really, really wrong. Yes, it went sideways immediately, basically. Um, and they uh, tried to curse us, so I put a binding spell and a hex on them. Never heard from them again. Nope. <laughs> Our hexes have been pretty... Uh, pretty effective. Yeah. Pretty effective. We haven't done a whole lot of them, and nor have we excommunicated many people. Um, we excommunicated that person because of that situation and how toxic that became uh, in, like, you know, a day. Um, and then um, uh, we excommunicated another person because they failed their initiation, of all things. Um, how do you, you know, fail an initiation? You don't, you don't do what I say. <laughs> we don't really talk about our initiations. Uh, yeah. The secret, but uh, pretty much uh, there are certain things that you need to do to tie yourself to Satan. And if you can't do them, well, you can't do this. Yeah, you can't hang with this kind of crew. And uh, refused to do, and it's not like they were in danger. Um, it's not like they were doing anything humiliating. Um, uh, I'm not going to tell you, but uh, sure. uh, I smiled throughout my entire life. Yeah, uh, the high priestess was beaming. Actually, it was precious. But <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, um, so you can fail, um, and uh, that was the only other time I can think of. And a couple of people sort of drifted away, uh, but were never excommunicated. Got it. Um, are there any like exciting occult projects or rituals coming up that you are all really jazzed about that you would be willing to talk about? Yes, absolutely. Uh, right now, we are actually making um, besoms. Uh, so I recently made my besom, a witch broom. Uh, we've we make our own uh, magical uh, instruments and stuff like that, uh, like wands and such, uh, which is really cool. But I actually make and sell candles that are spelled. So uh, I make- That are shaped like skulls. That are shaped like skulls. <laughs> um, so I, I deeply study uh, um, herbology and uh, all that to like make sure that I'm doing the correct correspondences and creating spells and potions within candles and selling them right now. I mentioned uh, my cane hex candle, but I also do protection candles and uh, blessing candles and invocation candles. And uh, I truly enjoy that. We actually are starting a line of votive candles for Our Lady Baphomet uh, that are going to have a hymn on it. And uh, we've got some pretty accomplished artists within our uh, young accomplished artists within our coven that um, are working on the art for the front of it. And uh, I'm going to be mixing uh, invocation uh, herbs and resins together with wax and pouring them in there and selling them. So there's that. So we're very crafty. Um, and then... Uh, there's a lot of craft in our witchcraft. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, then, of course, next week is Mayban the autumnal equinox. Mm -hmm. so we're celebrating Our Lady Baphomet and the duality that comes with her, with uh, her pseudo-phallus and her breasts and everything. And we've got the aspect of man and woman and light and dark and uh, all of that going on. So yeah, we're working on uh, our Maban ritual. 
Um, yeah, so uh, Mabon, that's the next one on the docket. Um, and uh, yeah, after as soon as this interview is done, we're actually going to make some witches flying ointment, um, which is which is great. Uh, you really should try. I'll, I'll email you the recipe. All right. I, from my understanding, that traditionally contains henbane. Is that right? Yes, it does. But I don't have henbane. Uh, I use rue, um, okay. in its place. Uh, but we've we've got we've got uh, a couple of the the more poisonous elements. Uh, that give you the, the euphoria. <laughs> um, right. Mandrake but, and uh, Deadly Nightshade seed. Yes, uh, mm. but it also, we, we've we added things like birch bark and kava to... CBD flower. CBD flower to the mix to make sure that uh, it interacts with the GABA receptors and it's got tujone in it and all of these like actually scientific elements so that we essentially made our own nerve pain medication. Yeah, rules. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, um, writing my book of shadows, I, I, I'm a studier. I, I really like getting into it, and uh, I was looking at like, how are we actually going to get one's wooden mugwort to work? You know, the tea doesn't really do much, and then I was like, oh, topically, topically would be like this, this wonderful, uh, um, attempt. So we attempted it, and we've had non-believers atheists and such uh use it and have it work yeah stuff is awesome awesome yeah all right uh what is one thing that you would want either the rest of the magical community or the world at large to know or understand about satanism is there anything you think like people really need to hear i like to acknowledge the fact that there's a lot of love in satanism um i don't think that enough people like realize that it's not just this edgelord thing, that there's a lot of passion that goes into it as well. Great. Uh, love definitely is a huge part of what we do, both for each other, um, uh, for the, the coven members, the coven members um, and certainly venerating Lord Satan is surely is an act of love. Um, we don't try to get anything out of him um, or... Um, there's a Hindu concept that uh, I like to liken what we do to is uh, bhakti, uh, is sort of loving devotion to the deity. Um, and so there's an anecdote in uh, Krishna followers um, that I'll be, you know, I'm willing to be reincarnated an infinite amount of times uh, without ever hope of uh, Brahman or escape if I can just worship Krishna over and over and over and over again, feel the same way about Lord Satan. Um, do it out of love um, for them. A lot of other satanic uh, sects and like uh, um, philosophies say that there's, there shouldn't be worship, but there really should be some level of worship. Yeah, the meme, I think LaVey said it, that Satanism demands study, not worship. It really has to be both. Um, uh, you know, if you're uncomfortable bending your knees or something like that, I don't know. Um, you know, that's your hang up or whatever. But uh, certainly making offerings, venerating uh, the prince and princess of darkness. Um, you know, it's it's in a it's a work of love, as Kierkegaard would say. 
Um, and I guess another thing I would want is um, there's a big movement over the last 10 years of uh, main, relatively mainstream contemporary Satanism to make the case that we're incredibly ethical and morally upstanding in all things. And uh, um, That's just not the case. We it, talked about calling earlier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Satanism is dark. Um, it is evil. Uh, most sane people, uh, or rational, I should say, um, because there's a distinction, um, would be, yeah, rightly horrified by what we do. Um, and they should be, and I want them to be. Um, you know, I I didn't, I could just be a Hindu if I just wanted to do all of this stuff and be sort of, um, you know, weird, but seen as morally upstanding or whatever. Uh, no, uh, um, normies and mundanes and Claiborne should be um, uh, creeped out by us, should be, um, you know, uh, should be regarded with some level of horror or suspicion because yeah i mean we worship darkness uh, we want to go to hell we want to um you know plunge our immortal souls into a world filled with you know purple black shadows uh, that goes on forever we worship the prince of darkness for a reason is not to appear as morally upstanding uh, secular humanists uh, in a rational liberal society, um, but you know, people in tune with witchcraft, the devil. Um, so yeah, those are the two things I would say probably is that a lot of adoration and love and Christians and normies, Claiborne, they should. Claiborne being unmagical, not having the blood flame. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to have the black flame, to be fireborn, um, that's the path of Satanists. Um, and so there is a difference between us and, and secular, humanism. secular humanism. Okay, right on. We're getting really close. Are there any questions you all have for me? Uh, yeah, so um, I guess I would ask, does talking to us, you know, does it sort of conform to what you think of as Satanists? Um or is it pretty unusual, I'd say? Um, I think for me personally, I've always been pretty aware that there's sort of like a wide diversity in what uh, different groups of people who call themselves Satanists sort of uh, believe or practice. So I don't think I'm in any way shocked or surprised about what you had to say, if that answers your question. Sure, yeah. Um, and then, uh, I mean, do you mind just in a nutshell sort of saying, are, I mean, are you a Thelemite? Are you... Uh, engaged what kind of magical practice are you interested in um yeah i mean so i started out sort of my occult interest um when i found uh witchcraft and wicca specifically when i was uh maybe 12 or 13 um but uh at this point um my studies and interests are primarily in a uh, combination of chaos magic and then um like American folk magic, specifically from the African diasporic traditions. So like uh, hoodoo and voodoo and stuff like that. Awesome. So like, I mean, uh, like, who do you like? Yan Freeze, uh, Peter Carroll, those boys? Yeah, I definitely like those guys. Um, Phil Hines stuff is pretty cool. Phil Hines. Yeah. Um, Austin Spare. Yeah, of course. Oh, who wrote 
Uh, Lee Bernal. Was that, that was Peter, Peter J. Carroll. Yeah, that Peter Carroll. That's probably my favorite Chaos Magic book. Yeah, that one's great. Absolutely. And I, I enjoyed uh, Phil Hines' um, Condensed Chaos. And then, I mean, it's not specifically a, chaos, a book about Chaos Magic, but uh, I mean, all of Grant Morrison's Invisibles comics are really cool. And there's some fun stuff you can glean off those pages as well. Have you heard of that? No. Who is Grant Morris? Grant Morrison? He's... um. Right now, he's the editor-in-chief for Heavy Metal Magazine, but he uh, he writes uh, graphic novels. The Invisibles is probably his most well-known series. Um, he also did Happy, which I think they just made a TV show about. Oh, we loved that show. That's why I said, oh, yeah. Oh, man, yeah, it was a great show. Yeah, so that's Grant Morrison, yeah. I can't wait to read those. I really, really, really want to read those. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely check that out, man. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, the Invisible series is is pretty awesome. I really love it. <laughs> Have you read The Wicked and Divine? I haven't. Who's that by? Uh, I can't think of the author right now, but it's um, about a pantheon of gods that come to Earth every 90 years and live for two years. And it kind of starts off with Lucifer being murdered. All right. I'll check that out. The Wicked and Divine? The Wicked and Divine. Okay. It's yeah. by the same people that uh, did Phonogram. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Uh. Are you familiar with, um, oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Neil Gaiman's American Gods? Of course. I'm a big Sand Sandman guy. I really Sandman. haven't read too much of his other stuff, but I've literally read 100% of the Sandman stuff. Sandman's great. American Gods is really cool, too. They made a show on Showtime, which is pretty good as well. I uh, recently dragged Tom into reading Preacher mm-hmm. and watched the show. Preacher, yeah, it's great. Have you checked that out? Yeah, Preacher's awesome. <laughs> Uh, definitely, definitely excited for watching. I haven't, I haven't started it yet, but the new season of The Boys. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I haven't d- dove into the new season of that yet either, but that that should be interesting for sure. <clears throat> yeah, so Invisibles, we'll definitely check that out, brother. Yeah, I do. I think you'll enjoy it. All right. Um, would you all be willing to close out our episode here with uh, a satanic prayer of some kind? Yes, we have one right here. Wonderful. Thank you. Um, on a uh, you know boring day at the bookstore, a few years ago, I, I wrote this uh, prayer, uh, but I really like it. <clears throat> all wise and all knowing Satan, the font of darkness and finisher of this earth, the giver and perfecter of our infernal nature. We implore you as we persevere towards the shimmering void to be with us as we discharge thy dark will as our own. Grand architect of hell in the outer dark, direct us upon the trestle board of Tartarus in our quest towards the flaming summit of knowledge. As we knock boldly upon the gates of infinite midnight, bestow unto us the white-hot key of truth that we may unlock the door to ultimate wisdom of thy abyssal depths. Find this coven of witches in infinite unity of our doomed purpose. Teach us to number our days as we journey upon the path of eternal night, giving to you, the Lord of this earth, all due praise, glory, and honor. O Choramzan, O Abaddon, O Belial, as we come to the end of our earthly sojourn, embarking upon that inevitable pursuit towards millions of moon-filled nights in which no born traveler returns. Please grant this lonely traveler entrance into the sleep of being for all time, where we, the wicked, 
will cease our troubles. Weary of this world, and rest forevermore in endless nothingness. In the name of Satan, let this come to pass. Reggae Satanus! Reggae Satanus! Rex Tenebrae! Rex Tenebrae! Hail Satan! Hail Satan! Beautiful. Thank you so much. Well, we want to thank you, brother, for inviting us on your program. It's been a delight. Uh, we've really enjoyed it, and uh, uh, just thanks so much. Yeah.